Welcome to the Fidelity Podcast. Episode number four is about connectivity and the long term. My guests are Senior Investment Specialist James Hickling and Global and US Fund Manager John Guinness. John, why is 2021 such a big year for 5G? Well, 2021 will be a big year for 5G for three reasons. The first is that it's only in the second and third year of launch after the first 5G iPhone that the 5G iPhone will really hit the mass market and normal everyday people will have 5G phones. Over the course of 2021 and 2022, Android and the iPhone ecosystem will all roll out lower priced iPhones, which will enable normal people to afford them and they will really hit mass market. So therefore, once the mass market have 5G phones, then people will roll out apps and products and services that really demand the super fast speeds of 5G. The second reason is that 5G is only now being rolled out aggressively in most developing countries. In the US, the operators are rolling out 5G only now after they have spent a lot of money on the C-band spectrum, which is perfect for 5G. China, South Korea and Japan have also been aggressively rolling out 5G. But actually, in areas like Europe, the rollout has been very slow with 5G focused in a few major cities, but nowhere else. In addition, huge countries like India have not really started yet. So we're not even close to the full rollout of 5G, but we believe that once these countries start aggressively rolling out, then it will really, really hit prime time. The third reason is that the rollout of 5G is a journey, not a destination. So there's two variants of 5G, and the variant of 5G that gives these super fast, incredible speeds is standalone 5G. And standalone 5G is when both the base stations, the backhaul, and the core of the network is all optimized for these super, super, super fast speeds. That takes time, it takes a lot of investment, so it's only in the rest of 2021 and 2022 that operators are really putting in the money for this. In conclusion, we believe that companies have amazing technologies that utilize and require these incredibly fast 5G speeds, but it really depends on 5G phones hitting mass market and the network operators really investing hard in standalone 5G. Once this happens and once there's more of a geographic spread of 5G super fast enable speeds, then we really believe that the 5G ecosystem will blossom. And which countries and regions are we seeing the, the biggest investments in 5G in? Well, the 5G revolution has already had an impact in some countries. So the US and China are both racing to be the country with the most population covered and the highest speeds. As of February, China had 800,000 5G base stations. And by the end of 2020, China had 180 million 5G subscribers, where the US only had 20 to 30 million. However, in the US, the rollout of 5G amongst the big three operators has had enormous financial impact. So the US network operators spent almost 100 billion US dollars on C-band spectrum, which is effectively the best spectrum for 5G. What, what happened? Well, Sprint had to merge with T-Mobile US because Sprint alone didn't have the balance sheet to invest in the spectrum and the networks. 
Verizon has increased its CapEx budget by 10 billion US dollars, and AT&T had to sell uh, Time Warner to another company to enable them to really focus and invest on the 5G investments. So 5G um, investments and the, and the huge requirements for that has already had enormous impact um, in the US. And, and now they've bought the spectrum. They're really aggressively investing in 5G, both at the base, at the base station level and also in the backhaul and the core level. But if you look at other countries like Europe, we really haven't seen that much investment. We believe that it will only be in the second half of 2021 and in, and in 2022 when European operators really step up their investments in 5G. And then there are other countries, such as all the countries in Africa and even India, where despite having some enormous mobile operators, the investments in 5G in India have hardly really started. But we've seen what um, Reliance Geo did for 4G in India, providing amazing, very, very cheap or free, fast 4G connectivity to the, to the masses in India. And we saw what an amazing impact that had on, on connectivity and the connectivity ecosystem. So we're very excited to see what they do with 5G and, and how that enables and fast forwards growth for the, for the Indian 5G ecosystem and economy. So different countries are at different speed, levels and speeds, but it's really gathering pace now. John, what sort of technologies and end use cases is this enabling? Well, the first major application will be enabling people who have not had fast broadband to get ultra fast speeds at home. This is already happening in the US where all three mobile characters, carriers, not characters, have talked about aggressive plans to sell 5G as a replacement for fixed broadband mostly in rural areas. So in America, there are loads of areas, mostly in poorer states, where there's no fixed high-speed broadband and either people have to put up with a thin copper connection or nothing at all. But imagine living in a small rural village in England um, without fast broadband. Now you'll be able to get very, very fast 100, 200, 300 megabit speeds all down to 5G. It will be amazing and it will be transformative, especially as we enter this kind of hybrid working from home, working in the office environment. It's even more applicable to developing countries. And I've already talked about India, but we're really excited about what Reliance Geo are going to do with the 5G speeds in India. The second area is gaming. Now, it's quite a long shot, but recently a lot of the um, news flow around augmented reality has been heating up. So Mark Zuckerberg from Facebook has done many interviews and podcasts where he talked about having 10,000 software engineers and hardware and software engineers at Facebook doing work on augmented reality and virtual reality. Apple are also hotly rumored to be working on both VR and AR glasses, and Microsoft have had their HoloLens out for some time now. We believe that in the next two or three years, we will see very high-tech AR glasses from all these three major players, and it really critically relies on super-fast 5G, uh, 5G speeds with very low latency to create an amazing experience. The third area we're excited about is just traffic. We believe that each car will have one or probably two 5G modems, one for entertainment and streaming music, etc., um, and one for critical safety and driving information. Each car will be able to talk to each other, talk to traffic lights, talk to the police about accidents and the, and the safest way through. 
And as a result, driving will be a little bit quicker and a little bit safer. And this is before we're talking about um, automated driving. The third, the fourth thing which we're talking about is Internet of Things. Now, companies, we believe, will install their own 5G networks to replace Wi-Fi. Why would they do this? Well, 5G is much quicker than Wi-Fi. It's always on and it's much more secure and it's much uh, quicker, so much lower latency. What does this mean? Imagine an enormous factory like the VW factory in Wolfsburg, which is so big you can hardly see the end of it, all enabled with their own VW 5G network with all the robotic arms and the the workers and even some of the most expensive um, car parts all rigged up to a 5G network. It will be transformative and they'll be able to use the information there in a digital twin of the factory just to see how it's going and to look and see if there are any potential issues that might come up. So there are four areas where we're very excited about 5G. But the wonderful thing about innovation is you don't know exactly what's going to happen. And we think that there are other areas that we haven't even conceived in our minds that will come as a result of 5G. And linking this back to the fund, John, but how do you see industry positioning in the fund evolving over the rest of the year? Well, 5G and connectivity is at the very heart of our fund. As a reminder, we've divided the 5G value chain and ecosystem into what we call three pillars. The first pillar is the enablers. Now, these are the companies which make the smartphones and the networking equipment that go together to make 5G networks possible. Around 35% of the funders in this pillar It includes semiconductor stocks like ADI and Marvell, networking equipment stocks like Ericsson, Juniper, Cisco and Nokia, and of course, Apple, which dominates 5G handsets. All of these companies will be directly driven by the rollout and adoption of 5G. And then second pillar is the networks. These are around 15% of the fund. As it sounds, these are the companies that provide super fast connectivity. We own stocks like T-Mobile US, Crown Castle, Cellnex, and Rakuten in the fund. All of these companies will, will we believe, receive an enormous boost from 5G connectivity um, as 5G is rolled out and adopted by consumers and businesses. Finally, we have the innovators. These are companies which take advantage of super fast connectivity Um, and provide the hardware, software, and services um, to provide things like gaming and and other services. So two two stocks that we we love in the fund, one is Zynga, um, and and another is Unity, which are really focused on the mobile gaming experience, which we believe will accelerate due to 5G adoption. Another one is One Life Healthcare, which provides very, very high-quality healthcare in the U.S., over the air and over 5G networks and broadband. We've chosen these two innovators in particular, or these three, because we believe that their fundamentals will accelerate with the rollout of 5G. As you can see, 5G is in the very heart of the fund, and we're very excited because of how early we are in the 5G rollout and the development of the 5G ecosystem. The 5G revolution was only kicked off with the launch of the 5G Apple iPhone in October 2020, which was not long ago. And we're really at the start of the 5G huge wave of investment and wave of innovation. Thanks, John. And thanks to all our listeners. 
Thank you very much to James Hickling and John Guinness. This was your Fidelity Podcast. <laughs>